0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: Christians who are Navy SEALs are suing Joe Biden to overturn his mandate. Biden prosecutes a Christian mom who dared to protect her own daughter. We interview Greg Lopez who is running for governor of Colorado on
0: the issues.
1: We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. A group of Christian servicemen who also happen to be Navy SEALs are now suing the Biden administration to overturn his mandate, especially as it pertains to their religious freedom. Life News reports nearly three dozen Navy SEALs and other military service members just filed a lawsuit challenging the Biden administration's COVID vaccine mandates in court. Western Journal reports that the Navy service members are Christians who object to vaccines that have been, quote, tested, developed, or produced using aborted fetal cell lines, end quote. The lawsuit now accuses the Biden administration of violating the servicemen's First Amendment freedoms, including freedom of religion, and they say the freedom to live out their Christian faith. Michael Berry, a former guest on our show and a dear friend of the program, is the attorney and general counsel for First Liberty Institute representing the service members. And he said, quote, the fact that the government has not granted a single religious exemption from the vaccine mandate shows that the Biden administration does not care about religious freedom. Instead, this appears to be an attempted ideological purge. Forcing a service member to choose between their faith and serving their country is abhorrent to the constitution and American values, quote. The US Department of Defense requires all service members to be vaccinated by November 28th. Service members who refuse to comply could be court-martialed, removed from promotion lists, prohibited from participating in special training, denied leave and travel privileges, and even more, according to the lawsuit. The Navy service members emphasize that they do not want to expose others to any unnecessary risk. And so they're quite willing to take other precautions. Quite the contrary to being risky, they view life as sacred and deserving protection. So they have also vowed to wear masks, maintain social distancing, undergo regular testing, and take other non-vaccine measures to protect people around them, the lawsuit states. The case is not only uh, evangelical or pro-life Christians, it includes Protestant, Catholic, and orthodox, Orthodox service members who believe in the sanctity of human life. Here's another citation from the lawsuit. It says, quote, plaintiffs believe that receiving a COVID-19 vaccine that was developed, tested, or produced using aborted fetal cell lines would force them to violate their sincerely held religious beliefs by causing them to participate in the abortion enterprise, which they believe to be immoral and highly offensive to God, end quote. Attorney Michael Berry urged the Biden administration to respect the rights and freedoms of the service members that they are also fighting to defend for others. And that's the news, our thanks to Life's News for that report and First Liberty Institute and Western Journal, Uh, let's take a moment and discern the spirits. In this story, we have human actors, we have Navy SEALs, we have the Biden administration, we have you know, doctors and nurses, people getting the vaccine, not getting the vaccine. Uh, by the way, I don't personally have a religious objection to the vaccine, but some people do. And as a chaplain, I will defend their religious freedom to opt out. Uh, the first amendment guarantees that, but where are the non-human spirits in the story? I believe there are, for example, angels and demons and the Holy Spirit can be discerned through the lens of biblical morality as it is influencing the human actors in the story to choose holiness or to choose sin. Now, whatever your beliefs about the vaccine, let's just talk about the word conscience for a second. When I know what what I'm doing is wrong and I do it anyway, I violate my own internal conscience and the Bible calls that sin. So if there is a demonic spirit, whether whether my conscience is aligned with the Holy Spirit or not, right? I should do in, in my own heart what I know is God's will for me. I should obey the voice of the Holy Spirit who tells me gently, never violate your conscience. Never do what you know in your heart to be wrong. Instead, there are perhaps demonic spirits who are pressuring, maybe using government officials or Pentagon, administrators, maybe even the CNO, who doesn't care about his Navy SEALs today. He only cares about obeying his superpower, the Biden administration, and that mandate to force them to comply even against their religion. Well, that's a demonic spirit being forced upon the SEAL who has a choice. Should I listen to the voice of the devil and lose my conscience? We say no. The Bible says this in First Timothy 1, Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience and a sincere faith. These men and women in certain uniform, they love their neighbor and we wanna pray for them. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus name for every member of the armed services that they will be free to obey their own conscience and their own understanding of what God has given them. Father, we pray that none of them will sin against their God or against their conscience, but instead they will have freedom from the government to follow their beliefs. We pray this even on uh, non-Christians or atheists or, or Muslims or anyone who defends the first amendment, God give them that same freedom in Jesus name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Biden prosecutes a Christian mom who is protecting her daughter. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops.
0: Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Today, we are remembering
1: to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover, and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top, and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866 Obey God. Get yours today.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our next story also comes from LifeSite News, who reports, the Biden administration and the Attorney General of the United States are now threatening and even following through with federal prosecution on top of the other prosecutions faced by a Christian mom who was protecting her own daughter. Lisa Miller, an ex-lesbian woman who fled the United States to protect her own daughter, Isabella, from her allegedly abusive former partner is now facing prosecution. The Christian mom is being prosecuted, not the abuser, by the Biden Justice Department after being brought back to the United States more than a decade after she fled. Lisa Miller, who renounced homosexuality and converted to evangelical Christianity, fled to Nicaragua in 2009 to avoid losing custody of her daughter, Isabella, who was seven years old at the time, is now 19 and has been emancipated. The Millers were pursued by federal authorities for years, hiding during the Biden administration. They kept hiding and the daughter successfully grew into a beautiful young woman until this past January, when under the Biden administration, they voluntarily surrendered themselves at the U.S. Embassy in Nicaragua. Isabella is now 19 and the court order that granted custody to Miller's ex-partner, the allegedly abusive Janet Jenkins, no longer applies to the daughter. So the daughter is now free. She escaped her alleged abuser. Now, according to a funding source, 419fund.org, I've donated there, I think you should look at it, 419 Fund, which is a Christian nonprofit raising money for Lisa Miller's cause. Here is their statement, quote, that was the plan all along. When Isabella turned 18, they would return to the United States. God provided for and protected Lisa and Isabella from September 2009 until January of this year. Many times God thwarted plans of her capture while hiding them in Nicaragua, end quote. Isabella, now an adult, says in an affidavit filed in February that she was happy, safe and healthy while living in Nicaragua. Miller is currently being detained in Niagara County, New York. A 2014 indictment in Buffalo in her absence where Miller crossed into Canada before fleeing into Nicaragua, had charged her with international parental kidnapping and conspiracy. The Justice Department said in a press release earlier this year. Miller's charges carry up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. She's already in jail now, pending those charges. And Lisa Miller wrote in a recently published letter that she is glad to pay the price for protecting her daughter. Sadly, while in jail right now, Lisa Miller is suffering from Hashimoto's disease because she doesn't have access to the medication. Her health has declined rapidly, but quote, life in jail continues to be a blessing for I am daily reminded of Jesus' love for me. And I'm daily reminded of my own shortcomings so that I may be refined in the fire," end quote. Talking about the spiritual fire of her purification from sin. Lisa Miller had unsuccessfully petitioned President Donald Trump for a presidential pardon. And people who helped her escape to Nicaragua, several whom have already served jail time, including our friend, Philip Zodiades, who's been a guest on our show, Lisa Miller, however, remains in jail after she voluntarily surrendered herself on January 20th. And that's the news. thanks to LifeSite News for that report. You know, some of you out there may face difficult choices and I want to encourage you. There there is, whatever you think about this story, there is a God who will guide you in, in the right way. Lisa Miller was listening to the voice of God as she heard perhaps these words from Isaiah 30. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand, by following the voice and the spirit of God, Lisa Miller was able to protect her daughter and Isabella. Isabella is now an adult who is free and was not raised by an allegedly abusive lesbian partner Instead, she is a follower of Jesus Christ. Let's pray for them, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name for Isabella to grow into the beautiful young woman that you have called her to be. And for Lisa Miller, suffering in persecution for her Christian faith, for protecting her daughter, for doing what many would say is the right thing. God reward her for her stand and and let her body be healed of Hashimoto's disease and give her great comfort as she suffers in jail. We pray your blessing on this Christian martyr in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Greg Lopez is running for governor of Colorado.
0: This is PIJN News,
2: defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think?
3: Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' name's ministry. Dr. Chap's here, but this great ministry needs your support, and you can you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code Pray News and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts. A lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this into your amazing charity and show. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patent and fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. Go to mypillow.com to get deep discounts not just on my pillows but so much more. For example, you get my 6-piece towel sets regular 109.99 now only 44.98 or my pillow dog beds for as low as 19.99 with your promo code.
0: Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. We saved this extra segment for a return of our previous guest, Greg Lopez is running for governor of Colorado and he's here to talk about the issues. Uh, Greg, I wanna uh, welcome you back to the show, first of all. But we just saw what I'm gonna call a landslide election. Uh, It's not even the midterms yet, but in Virginia, we had a Republican elected governor, Lieutenant Governor and Attorney General, and they took back the State House. What were some of the key issues that you saw there, and what's gonna happen in Colorado as you're running for governor here?
2: You know, I think Virginia is truly a reflection of a movement that I'm sensing that's gonna happen here in Colorado. You know, when you have a governor that is a candidate like myself uh, and Yunsen, that you keep your hand on the pulse of the community, you listen to what they're talking about, and you really care about them. Right. And you let them know that you're going to make some good changes for them and their families. Right. And when you look at you know what, Virginia was the first they just uh, elected the first black women, woman, lieutenant governor, and they elected a Hispanic attorney general. I think Colorado is going to do one better. We're going to elect the first Hispanic governor of the state of Colorado. Democrats it, haven't had one yet. No, they haven't. And it's not about, you know, my ethnicity. It's the fact that I can connect. I am qualified. I listen to people. I'm going to represent all uh, people across Colorado, regardless of party affiliation, because that's truly what a public servant truly does. And I understand that. And so Virginia is just the beginning. I think 2022 is going to be a great year for America because we're going to start electing God-fearing individuals, and we're going to go back to common sense, and we're going to do doing the right thing as it pertains to protecting our border, protecting our children, and making sure our economy is truly self-sustaining. We don't have to worry about other world countries telling us what to do and when to buy their resources.
1: The biggest issue in the Virginia election, and and I used to live in Virginia, but now I'm interested distant observer, was parental rights in regards to transparency in their children's education in public schools. The, the Democrat right. candidate, Terry McAuliffe, made a big gaffe in one of the debates. He said, we don't want parents dictating what is taught in their children's schools. And it's almost like he, had a, he was tone deaf to the rights of parents to have transparency in their children's education. Where are you on that?
2: You know what? Parents have the right and they should know you know, what's being taught in the schools. They give their children up to seven hours to people that they at first were trusting that they were teaching them the right thing. You know, if there was something that positive that came out of this whole pandemic is that it forced parents to look over the shoulders of their children when they were having to learn remotely. At home. At home. And then they realized, what are they teaching you? What are they saying? You know, and they started to ask more questions. And all of a sudden they said, this is enough. We're gonna go to the school board meetings, which is their right. And then the Department of Justice says, well, wait a minute, the National Teachers Union is calling these parents domestic terrorists, just because they wanna protect their children? Yeah, and Biden sent the FBI to investigate parents who show up to a school board meeting and talk too loudly about what their kids are being forced to learn. Exactly, and here in Douglas County, I went to a school board meeting. We were warned if we clapped Because we heard something that we liked, that we supported, and people were clapping. They stopped the meeting because they said that we were causing an unsafe environment, and they were feeling threatened just because we were clapping. That's ridiculous. As governor, I'm going to make sure that parents here in Colorado have more control over the education of their children. I'm a strong advocate for school choice. I'm a strong advocate for vouchers. I'm going to bring back vocational training inside the schools because not everyone's going to go to college. Not everybody wants to go to college, but they all want to be able to sustain their own lives. They want to be able to uh, be able to provide for themselves. So we're going to bring vocational training back into the high schools so that everybody that graduates can live that Colorado dream. Regardless if you have a college degree or not, you're going to be able to provide for you and your family. That's
1: absolutely right. The trade schools are sometimes more beneficial to their students than colleges. And and you go, you know, get a degree from CU in underba- underwater basket weaving, whatever they teach up there, <laughs> liberal ideology or, or you know, feminist, lesbian studies. Right. Uh, don't be surprised if you don't get a job, but if you become an electrician or a plumber, or, you know, you go to the, one of these trade schools or or a trucker, or
2: yeah. you have these yeah. expert skills that I don't have, you're going to make more money maybe than I can. Let me tell you, the trades, you can make good money. There's nothing wrong in working with your hands. There is nothing wrong in having a hard day's work, right? You can be in the trades and make six figures. You know, I talk to the trades right now and they say, Greg, there's nobody coming in behind us. You know, I'm about ready to retire, but there aren't any new plumbers or electricians. And we need to remind our children, you know what? Just be prideful for what you do. Let me rephrase that. Be grateful for what the positions you have to be able to provide for your family. Because ultimately, you get to dictate how you want to live your life. And there's nothing wrong in working hard.
1: That's right. Some of the overbearing, and there was a court decision out of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, but big government, starting with the Biden administration, followed by Jared Polis, the openly gay governor of Colorado, has mandated uh, and, and then retracted, I think the, the legislator wanted wanted to, to limit the overreach of the executive branch, but these vaccine mandates are now being struck down by the courts as unconstitutional, and you cannot force employers to fire their Christian employees if they have a religious objection. Um, would you guarantee as governor to never infringe on the religious liberties of people who don't want to have the government stick a needle in their arm.
2: Yes, of course. You know, I mean, that goes without saying, look, we have the right to worship however we want, right? We have the right to be able to live our spiritual lives in a manner where we feel close to our Lord and Savior, and government has no role in that. You know, and when people say, well, you know, um, separation between church and state, and I ask them, show me that in the Constitution. Show me where it's written. They can't because it doesn't it's not in there that's why they can't show it to me you know it's a letter that jefferson wrote you know to explain why there was separation between church and state to stop the, the state from infringing in the church exactly yeah exactly and that's what we need to remember right it's the truth what is the truth and so i will never mandate in any capacity that you know employees must do this to the the people of colorado or vice versa because you know, it's going backwards right now with the mandates and the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. I look at it as nothing more than segregation. They're segregating us, Whoa! you know, because if you're not vaccinated, now we're gonna treat you separately. That's a we're strong to, word. And it's happening, Yeah. right? So there was a time in our dark history where there was water fountains for certain people. And there were times where you could go to the restaurant you had to work, you had to live or ride in the back of the bus. Now they're telling us if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to a concert. You can't even work, you you can't fly. Or the
1: Denver Nuggets basketball team. I'm a season ticket holder. I can't bring my friends to the game now
2: if they're not vaccinated. Exactly, this is segregation. This is nothing more, right? Because even if you listen to what they're telling you about the vaccine, it's not gonna prevent you from getting COVID-19. It's supposed to minimize your symptoms. Or perhaps not have you go to the hospital, but that's not what they're telling us, right? It's like, this huh? is the magic s- solution so that we can all get back to
1: normal. You promote freedom and the Colorado dream and you're for small business yep. and they're yep. trying to hinder p- uh, business owners. Yep. Uh, we're out of time, but I want to encourage people to visit his website, lopez2022.com. Decide if you wanna donate. We do not endorse candidates for public office. If Jared Polis himself wants to come on our show, we'll give him equal time. Uh, Jared, you're gonna have to answer some of these tough questions (laughs) that that Greg is bringing up if you come on our show Uh, and we're out of time. My website, our website is prayinjesusname.org. Please donate and stand with us to bring you these kinds of professional programs. PrayInJesusName.org. dot org. If you need prayer today, pick up the phone and call us at eight six six Obey God. That's eight six six O B E Y G O D. We'll see you next time. Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings? We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website. Just use your smartphone and text the word donate to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just pick up your smartphone right now and text the word donate to 720-573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus name.